From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Look, Jeff, we had two wonderful months this summer, but that was it. Happens all the time. Wife and kids go away to the country and the boss has a fling with the secretary or the manicurist or the elevator girl. Come September, the picnic's over. Goodbye. The kids go back to school. The boss goes back to the wife and the girl. Can you imagine cheating on your spouse? What if you did it years ago and you kept it a secret? What do you do? Do you tell your spouse or not? Will it give you some peace of mind or will it create new problems? And what is the moral thing to do? What will make you feel good about yourself? One listener writes, Eight years ago, my husband and I were dating and we had gotten into a fight which resulted in his leaving me at a music festival. So envision that. They're at a rock concert or a blues festival or some sort of music festival, and they're screaming and yelling at each other, and he storms off. He's real angry. And she continues, And I did something really stupid. I cheated on him with an old friend of mine and an enemy of his. So picture cheating on your spouse with a person he or she hates. Do you tell your partner or not? The listener, who had a good relationship with her husband, decided to tell him the truth. Do you think after eight years he thanked her and said, Don't worry about it, honey. That was years ago. We're over that. You know, I love you and we'll just move forward. Or did he go ballistic? We'll find out later in the show. Another listener writes, I'm 45 years old and I'm curious. Why am I always being put down as a bad person? I try so hard to prove to people that I'm a good person. Now, what's your gut response? Knowing only what I told you, imagine what it would be like to be friends with a person who is always trying to prove to you that she's good. Is she always trying to impress you? Oh, you wouldn't believe what my kids did today. Or guess what I did? You wouldn't believe this, but I accomplished X, Y, Z. Is she doing too much for you? Here, let me help you with this. Is she too clingy? What are you doing today? I thought I would come along. Do you mind? Would you want to be friends with a person who feels that her self-worth is chronically on the line unless you constantly reassure her that you're a good person, you're a good person? I'll answer her question coming up. And when I say the word moral, I mentioned that earlier, what images come to mind? For many of us, the word brings a tinge of guilt. Oh, yeah, I should be doing this, but geez, can't I have some fun in life? The word morality often conjures up sacrificing yourself, spending all your valuable time, not on your personal pursuits, such as going after a career you love, traveling, playing softball, earning money to buy your first home, but, for example cutting potatoes in some soup kitchen, or digging ditches for the wetlands, dutifully spending countless boring hours with boring relatives, being a do-gooder, instead of pursuing your passionate, your most passionate personal goals. Is sacrificing what you value most in life the basis of morality, or is it immoral? a recipe for chronic misery. Later in the show, I'll talk with author Craig Biddle, who will tell stories about how the path most of us have been taught to follow to achieve happiness actually leads to misery, bitterness, resentment, 
self-betrayal, and often loneliness. We often hear older women with such resentment. I've done for everyone my whole life. I feel so resentful, but I feel guilty doing anything for myself. If that sounds familiar, stay tuned. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I am a clinical psychologist, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And even though it doesn't replace therapy, it's not therapy, you can give me a call right now with any question on your mind, anything that you would want to ask a counselor or a therapist about yourself, about personal relationships, about work, about your in-laws even. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And right now, we are going to turn to our after-hours line to hear about a woman who's 62 years old And she's giving herself a choice. Should she allow herself to pass? Or should she pay a lot of money for medication and continue to be miserable? See what your gut response is to what she says. Yes, I'm 62 years old. I became widowed. Um, I have been dealing with a lot of uh, depression. And uh, Plan B has caused my medications to go up in cost. I am trying to consider whether to stop taking the medications and just let nature take its course and allow me to pass, or whether to take the medications and continue to be miserable. You know, when I hear you say, allow me to pass, that doesn't, it, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not understanding why you would even consider that. It sounds like you're giving yourself a false alternative. Choice A is to go off the medications and let yourself die. Or B, pay a lot of money, stay on the medications, and continue to be depressed and miserable. So what about choice C? What about none of the above for A and B, and instead you go to choice C? Recognize that you're talking about having a lot of depression. What if you labeled it grief instead? Your husband died recently. I'm assuming that you didn't marry when you were 61 years old, but that he died when you were 60, when he was 60, you're 62 years now. I'm assuming that you've been married for many, many years. That means that if you had a decent relationship at all, and if you had kids and a shared history and family connections, that you have a lot of genuine grieving to do. And guess what emotion grief gives you? Depression. But it is grief. It is not that you're a depressed personality. So I would allow yourself to go through the grief. It's painful. I would get a therapist for this to give yourself some help. Go through the profound sadness, the multiple losses that you're experiencing, the loss of a lifelong buddy, your lover, your friend, a gaping hole in your life now, the loneliness that you feel, the loss of someone who knows you intimately and who possibly valued you for what you love most about yourself, going through possibly a painful period. Maybe he didn't die of a heart attack suddenly, but he was sick for a long time. So grief hurts like hell. And you also want to be aware of anniversary dates. Well, it's a year ago. So the pain can be exquisite at this point. I would keep on the medications just to stabilize yourself. You want to get some professional help because I don't know what medications you're talking about. But to the, the goal for medications is if you're in profound pain, enough that you can't mentally focus, it, it kicks in your main weapon, your mind. 
pills don't teach coping skills, so grieve the loss, get yourself some help, and it can take over two years or more to grieve the loss of the dearest loved one, your partner. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the woman who cheated on her husband many years ago, tells him, and we'll see how he responds. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. The driving factor for high-performing organizations is the presence of an overall leadership culture. FAR Associates has set the standard for helping organizations integrate exceptional leadership qualities into their cultures that dramatically improves performance. Visit FARR.net. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. George and Diane disagree on where to spend the holidays. George might give her the silent treatment or act annoyingly in some unrelated way. Diane would know that something is wrong, but she wouldn't know what it is. This is a passive or passive-aggressive approach to communication. Both a passive and an aggressive communication style undermine any chance of having a good relationship. But if George has assertiveness skills, he might say, Honey, considering all the frustration we go through with our parents on these holiday get-togethers. I wonder why we need to go through the same fiascos again this year. Let's put our heads together and come up with some alternatives. What do you think about visiting with our parents before the holiday and then going on that vacation in the Bahamas we've always dreamed about? You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com. 